The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. In a surprising reversal, the Justice Department now says that Internet gambling that crosses state lines is illegal. This new opinion is putting a chill on the industry as businesses and state lotteries evaluate the implications of the change and the government's plans to enforce it. My guest is Keith Miller, professor at Drake University Law School. Keith, this reversed a DOJ opinion from 2011. Tell us about that opinion and why the Justice Department changed its position. Well, this was a surprise, but not completely a surprise, because there had been rumors in the air that this was coming. The uh, Wire Act was a 1961 law that Robert F. Kennedy when he was attorney general, got through Congress to combat organized crime. And the idea behind the Wire Act was to look at wire transmission facilities. In 1961, that would have been a telephone, but now it includes the Internet. And it essentially said that any use of those uh, wire transmission facilities to transmit information on bets or to take bets on sporting events, and that's the language is used, violated the Wire Act. And over time, it was used against organized crime. In the early 2000s, the Bush administration used it to some extent uh, to harass Internet poker companies. And it ended up that a couple of lotteries in 2009 uh, wanted to have online uh, sales of their lottery tickets. And in 2011, the Office of Legal Counsel said, don't worry about it. The Wire Act only applies to sports betting. And that really is what gave rise to the spread of Internet poker uh, and Internet lotteries. Well, we, we know what happened um, Monday. The Office of Legal Counsel looked at that same statute and said, that's not the way we read this law. We think that while it's unclear that on balance it applies to all forms of Internet gambling and not just sports. Which I think be- anybody oh, go ahead. who knows about the Wire Act would would describe it charitably as a poorly worded and unclear, and I think it lends itself to this sort of uh, political back and forth. Is it also outdated in the modern era? It is, because in 1961, there was very little uh, legal gambling that went on anywhere in the United States. Uh, the illegal gambling market was predominant, uh, was dominated by organized crime, and so there needed to be a very strong response to combat that. Now our views about gaming have, for better or for worse, changed quite a bit. Um, the view of the Wire Act, uh, taking that and applying it now, does nothing to make our country or our world safer. What it does is drive gambling that we know that's going on, it just drives it underground. 
And I think one of the things we've learned over the years is if there's going to be gambling occurring, we want to bring that into legal and regulated markets so that it can be uh, regulated, taxed, it's safer, it drives the criminal element um, out. So yes, it is an, uh, an outdated view of, of that law. Keith, will it be difficult for the Justice Department to police this where the internet is involved? It may be because um, some people have suggested that the interpretation, the memo, really doesn't change much of anything. Uh, that there are sources that say, realistically, this was a matter of Donald Trump giving a gift to one of his uh, benefactors, Sheldon Adelson, the fabulously wealthy head of Las Vegas Sands, who's been opposed to internet gambling forever. They say, this is something that Trump got done for Adelson, and nothing's really going to change. But uh, a company can't rely on that, certainly. Uh, and if the Department of Justice were aggressive and viewed any um, intermediate routing of data for online gaming that would cross state lines to be a violation of the Wire Act, then that's going to jeopardize many types of, of activity, online gaming activity that has been going on. Even intrastate poker uh, could be jeopardized if there was a finding that some of the data that was used electronically crossed state lines at one time or another. What about state lotteries that are so popular? I think that the uh, opinion in 2011 said uh, lotteries you're okay because this doesn't apply to you, and this um, memo on Monday said, oh, yes, it does apply to you, and if you do something that uh, using these tra wire transmission facilities to transmit data that would cross state lines, then you would be in violation of the Wire Act. Now, the new legal opinion will likely be challenged in court. What might the grounds be? The uh, Wire Act itself, uh, I, I won't say that there have been books written about just the Wire Act, but it has been a notorious part of the gaming history of the United States. And I think it's fair to say that the balance of opinion about the Wire Act is that it was designed to apply only to sports. And there is a federal uh, court decision from the year 2000 that said it only applies to sports. So that would really be the basis for the challenge that in looking at the law and its language and legislative history, it doesn't have application to any form of gambling apart from sports. Now, of course, the irony to that is that the Supreme Court in May of last year opened up sports betting to the states by striking down a, a federal law. And the focus uh, on, in the minds of many people has been, we need a federal law to get rid of the Wire Act as it applies to sports betting. So this is definitely one step forward and two steps back as it relates to Internet gambling. That was my next question, which is, would the kind of reasoning that the Supreme Court applied in that case last May work here against the opinion of the DOJ? I don't think that the Supreme Court's uh, analysis in the sports betting case, the Murphy case, would have much bearing on this. The, the essence of the Murphy case was that Congress 
was not willing to prohibit sports betting itself. It just looked to the states and told them, you can't authorize sports betting. And the court said to Congress, you don't have the constitutional power to tell states how to regulate, to tell them to pass laws or not pass laws. If you want to regulate sports betting, go ahead. But if you're not going to regulate it, you have to leave the states free to uh, do so. And I really don't think that those federalism and separation of government powers issues would have much bearing. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.